Welcome to One Time on the Internet, your travel guide to internet history. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of One Time on the Internet. <laughs> Harry is shadow boxing. <laughs> because, like, look, I know that they're going to pick up on that audio in the podcast of just going. <laughs> during the intro, but with no context. People so don't we do know need to clarify that y'all jog this entire show. If you listen to the audio, you don't know that this yeah. is this is actually they jog a, they jog a 10k while doing mm-hmm. this show every week. But with those little I, under desk like stepper things, not even yes. full stand running, just little little yeah. feet taps at a standing desk. We're just kind of bouncing back and forth. Uh, so that's for you, podcast listeners. Uh, and hey. Everybody, welcome in. We're so glad you're here. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Today, we have a very exciting topic. We're going to be jumping into the world of ARGs. That is an alternate reality game, which contrary to that uh, acronym, aren't really games most of the time. But let's go around and let's meet everybody who is here today. Start us off. Oh, am I? Anthony. I'm I first? Yeah. I'm not even part, yeah, I'm not that's even part the or- of this show. Hey, what's up? And that's up? the order. That's I'm why you're even, first. I don't even go here. Hi, I'm I'm Anthony Carboni, and uh, I'm I'm the ho- host of the show. <laughs> Hello. What do you what what, what, do you, what do you do in the beginning of this thing? <laughs> this is your second time on the show. You've done this before, right? What did we say, do last time? Yeah, just say who you are and like you know your username or something. Hey, I don't know, I'm Anthony Carboni, and uh, my username is. Um, I was going to do a dirty username joke, and I decided maybe let's not do that. <laughs> it I was, nailed it. Maybe I was waiting for I'm Anthony that. Carboni, and you're watching Disney Channel. With my oh, ears. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a good opportunity. Do, do, well, do, do. that was the time you had. Hi, I'm Sage Ryan. I'm, a, I'm an internet host and a regular person that's here all of the time. Uh, and you can find me everywhere on the internet at Not Sage. I make internet stuff. Hi, I'm Rowan Hall, and you're watching Disney Channel. <laughs> Woo! Nailed it. Thank you. Harry. <laughs> Harry, come in. Come oh, on, that's actually it. That's We're just it? leaving it there. That's it. Yes, right. that's what today's energy is. Hi, I'm Harry, and I've been actually trying to reach you regarding your car's extended warranty. Um, <laughs> I've never uh, received one of those calls. Am I the only person on earth that's never gotten one of those calls? Never? I think so, because I've gotten a bunch. Are you in a different simulation than the rest of us? Could do you a have a car? <laughs> I do. Is it warrantied? <laughs> Did you buy it from the first are one? You, are you about to try to sell me a car's extended warranty, Harry? I have been trying to reach you, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was uh, an for reals, though. For reals, though, uh, I'm Harry with the Harry Horror Show. I talk true crime and debunk conspiracy theories and explore the paranormal on a weekdays, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific time. And it's 5 o'clock somewhere. So you do the math because I'm not going to do what? it. <laughs> what? For, for what? Listen, 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 the what? It's, it's for the parrot heads in, in the chat. All right. There's there's dozens of us. There's dozens of us who are still carrying Buffett's flame all these years. Whoa. I love I literally hearing don't understand you a single talk. word you just said. <laughs> I love it. I always forget you're a dad until you say something like that. (laughs) You're not allowed. 
this the moment you become a dad, you get a you get a, a punch card for Margaritaville. They'll only give them to fathers. I'm just looking for my lost shaker of salt. I'm wearing my big dog tee with like the big dog on it. Yeah. So, oh my you know, goodness. I'm, I, I'm on it. I'm here. Sometimes you, know? you just put words together in a string that I don't understand, <laughs> but makes right. me smile so much. My actual like face hurts. It's awesome. <laughs> I don't yeah. think I've seen a big dog t-shirt since I moved out of Florida. What is well, that? It, that makes perfect sense. They've been living in my head rent-free for like a month. I don't know why. I, I kind of want stop a big about dog them. shirt. I'm about to order one unironically right now. I mean, Do maybe it. Sometimes here. Amazon Prime, Sometimes baby. I feel like I feel like Harry's speech is one of those like puzzle-solving ARGs in itself. It's just a random collection of words, and you have to figure out which letter is capitalized. And it's secretly a cry for help. Yes. Well, Anthony, Anthony gets it. You know what? Now you're going to get it because I am very happily spamming your Discord uh, DMs with with big dogs. Wow. So okay. you're All welcome. Right. You'll understand now. It's You're now okay. getting the code, uh, the Da Vinci code, as they say. Oh, yes, I am. Yes, I have received this. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> Harry. Uh, anyways, we have a show here. Uh, One Time on the Internet is your travel guide to internet history. We like to talk about all of the strange, nostalgic, or downright impossible things that have happened on the internet. And today, we're talking about ARGs. If you are not familiar with an ARG, I believe that the most qualified person here to tell you about it would be Harry and Rowan. Um, In a oh. trench coat. Well, <laughs> the it most went qualified thusly. single person would be Harry and Rowan in a trench coat. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> Harry, you can just sit on my shoulders. I'll be the little feet. That's fine. <laughs> Perfect. That's fine. Teeth feet. So it went thusly. So while you're listening to their story, please li- please picture them stacked in a trench coat. Yeah, we're just a I bunch can do of wear the fedora, which is a huge plus. No, the Sherlock hat or nothing, baby. All right, so. I thank you, Harry. All right. I didn't know anything about ARGs. I'm still not convinced I know anything about ARGs because the internet is confusing. However, I Googled it. ARGs or alternate reality games are known for using transmedia storytelling, which is super cool. And it basically is just telling a single story across multiple digital platforms. And Sage is 100% right. I spent most of this week being baffled by the fact that so many ARGs are not in any way traditional games and that's ties into harry's my topic and and sort of makes it i think even more fun so notably before we dive in args are a style of content that involve players in real time either adapting the this the actual story or the world of the fans is so large that the story kind of takes on a life of its own So, one time, on the internet. More specifically, in March of 2017, the YouTube channel Petscop released videos featuring what claimed to be a PlayStation 1 game by the same name. And it's narrated by a fellow named Paul. And the videos use a Let's Play style to take viewers through the world of a game made by the fictional company Garalina. Which And this guy, he claims to have just kind of found this game. So the first video shows him playing Petscop, quote, to prove to you that I'm not lying to you about this game that I've found. The gameplay itself shows an alien figure called Guardian 
It looks a little bit like a green. Uh, exploring Gift Place, where players are charged with rescuing the pets that were left alone in homes. And those pets more closely resemble like in, inanimate objects or Pokemon or Neopets than real animals. But by the end of the first episode, Paul followed mysterious directions on a note left with the game to arrive at a much darker, more surreal part of it that is known as the, quote, new maker plane. And the video just cuts off after he discovers a strange door and this, this shadowy infinite expanse. To be continued, actually, yeah. It jumps into a second video, though, but there's so many questions before that second video even arrives. Was there a real company called Garolina? Was Pets Cop some untold story in the world of gaming lore? And for those of you like like myself, whose imagination is just goes off like a rocket anytime there's something I can't remotely explain with the Google search, <laughs> you get the feeling that there's something not right with this game. It feels wrong when you're watching it's got this weird i'm i'm personally i'm terrified of the dark i don't like teeth and i don't like the dark um and this guy looks wait like for real teeth, and he's one yeah for real for real i hate teeth i have had recurring dreams of my teeth falling out for like 10 years Whoa. and i'm scared shitless of the dark i don't That's like a either fear one of, of change them. in mortality they say yeah well i am afraid of dying and i don't like loose coins so change is also not a big thing i'm a big fan of um so wow harry so this game, it gets like it gets me. It may not get everyone. It gets me um, because yeah, when you're playing it, and, and for those of you who who are podcast listeners right now, I imagine that you are uh, leaping into the spring by 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 getting together some good habits, maybe journaling a little bit, scrapbooking. Got this. Got the little piece of of nice paper, and you put the the photos down, treasured memories. You're getting ready to go back out. You're gonna you're gonna really uh, browse laminate types. Take some time, look up Petscop, and you'll get what I mean. You almost, when you're when you're looking at this thing, you're this little tiny figure in this vast darkness, and it goes on forever in all directions. Um, it's this stubborn void. It refuses to be mapped, and, and and this refusal is terrifying, but it's it's also intriguing. You're sitting there watching it, wondering on any side. What's what's just beyond the sight line that's there to be viewed? What's just on the other edge that's, that could be seen? And when Pets Cop 2 when Pets Cop 2 launches, so many answers, so many questions. A strange basement plane, a bunkhouse with eyes, a weeping mm-hmm. girl, the grave of a child, all of it feeding into this weird kind of dueling sense. That you're viewing secrets, that there's secrets to be discovered, and there's secrets waiting to discover you. And it is something else entirely. In all my time researching dark stuff, strange phenomena, I've never had that feeling like I did watching Petscop. That I was watching something not meant for me. Harry. Which, of course, made me and the rest of everyone else want to watch it, too. (laughs) You research murders every week. You do a show about true crime and you're sitting here telling me that pet scop is the thing. That was the it's line. It's the thing. I love I that. Was, I was working at a call center when pet scop came out and I was watching it as they came out when the when the illusion was still full and nobody knew it's not a real game it's all for funs and giggles and I was like talking to Barbara in New Jersey and she was like how's my money doing? And I'm like shh 
He's just discovered the grave of a child, Barbara. A child. Oh. <laughs> I'll leave you to it. I'll just call back. I don't, I don't know what it is about this, but it has a very big don't interrupt me. I'm watching my stories vibe. It does. It does. It's like everything about Harry's statement is like, like your mom not letting you interrupt her stories in the afternoon. Oh. You know what I mean? It's like the, the soap opera thing of like, please stop. My stories are on. I need you to go away. But what, what, I, what I love about Pets Cop, and I, and I understand like getting obsessed with it, is it pulls you in with a, a few things, and good ARGs do this. It's a style of video that I've seen before. Oh, I found this game, and you didn't know it existed. And then the game itself has a very nostalgic, late 90s, early 2000s right. design to it, where you look at it and you go, oh yeah, this is from the time of like Tamagotchis and Digimon, mm -hmm. and like I believe this is real. And then when, when the little things start happening that are definitely spooky horror movie tropes within this game, you're like, <laughs> oh, something is going on, and I don't know whether I like it or not, but I'm I'm here. It reminds me of like the early internet story, the creepy pasta that I think we all read, where like a guy rented a copy of like the Legend of Zelda, and it was like a Ghost Boys copy of the Legend of Zelda. <laughs> Do you remember this? <laughs> Yes, <laughs> yes. It, oh my God, what is it called? There was Someone a, in chat's gonna know it. It was, uh, it was a copy of Majora's Mask, and like the kid's name was like Ben or something, and his name was written on the cartridge, and the name of the save game was Ben. Thank oh, you. Oh, it's Somebody Ben Drowned. Was, it's Ben, ben Drowned. Ben Drowned. Yeah. Thank you, Darius Draft. Ooh. Um, it reminded me of that. He, well, good because he was inspired good. by Ben Drowned. Good. He oh. did his art right. You picked up on it. ARGs. Whoa, e. I did it. I solved the ARG. <laughs> so the A I, the ARG stands for Anthony, by the way. Oh, an Anthony reality game. And the R stands for Rowan because she's got a whole bit to go. An Anthony Rowan yes. game. An Anthony <laughs> Rowan game. And like these guys are talking about this series with so much nostalgia. I watched this for the first time to cover it. I had the opposite reaction. I was like, I cannot just watch this. I need to also be multitasking because it didn't have the, quite the, it wasn't real time for me. Uh, I, it's so many years later in the world of internet time. So for anyone who might be as removed as I am, it is a 24 part series. <laughs> and that's, that's, is long y'all. And there's in it, Harry touched on this, but there's this mysterious crying figure. There's this flower and you have to pluck the petals and there are game glitches and there's handwriting that characters have as dialogue that looks like it was written in paint and then put into the game. And the setting of the new maker plane itself is just a vast, grassy, infinite expanse where you can never quite see the edges and yet you're consistently running off the map of the game because it's got this unfinished element to it. But, okay. So stepping out of, like, the being in the haunted game, this Petscop universe in the real world ran for 30 months. And the videos are actually part of a larger series created by Tony Domenico who's the game's designer, and his early work included Eight Capsule and then the equally creepy Nifty. 
And Tony Domenico says fairly often that he kind of hopes people won't go back and look at those because Petscop and Nifty have a fair amount of overlap because he clearly likes exploring these kinds of themes. And as Anthony said, Domenico was inspired by Ben Drowned. He was also inspired by Marble Hornets and David Lynch's Inland Empire, which is like my favorite little detail to have found because it it seems so far removed until you hear it. No, Um, they're definitely, there's, there's that, there's that part where there's, I forget what part of Pets Cop it is where he's asking, he's asking like a statue questions and mm-hmm. the answers that the statue, I remember that one. yeah, and the answers that the statue yeah. gives sound very mm-hmm. Lynchian to me, like very Twin Peaks to me. So I and can see that. And it makes perfect that. sense. But it's also one of those things that you're not watching and you're like, ah, yes, like David Lynch, of course. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. But once you hear it, you're like, yeah, course. obviously. Oh, of course. Once you hear it, you're like, yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. The statue that you're talking about is called the Tool. And there's a lot of speculation online that's like, is this a uterus? Is it, is it an, uh, an all? Like, what is going on with this thing? It's just like a big plastic kind of rude looking. Um, Sometimes twin- in Twin Peaks, people turn into teapots. Well, isn't there a teapot in <laughs> Petscop somewhere? Or am I totally misremembering? Sometimes He talks about into- teapots. I just don't yeah. know if it's in there. <laughs> so people turn into teapots. People turn into uh, drawer pulls in Twin Peaks. People get trapped inside of drawer pulls. Oh, I, and that's, that's who they are now. Cool. So yeah, I now that you say it, like I'm definitely seeing it. The game, the game itself, it, it focuses a lot on childhood trauma and corruption. Um, and Domenico purposefully left out incredible amounts of information. So he even deleted content that he'd already filmed to make it increasingly more obscure. Um, EGM gave the most clear explanation for the game's sort of quote-unquote plot. Uh, quote, for anyone paying attention, the rough outline of Petscop's narrative isn't too difficult to hash out. It revolves around a man named Marvin, a tragedy that killed his childhood friend Lena, and an incident in which Marvin kidnaps his own daughter, whom he believes to be Lena reborn. There's also a failed attempt to change a girl named Belle into someone named Tiara, a traffic accident, and a connection between Paul, the game, and his family. Nothing too complicated. You just yeah. got Paul and oh, Bella and Marvin's there. There's a car crash and then somewhere there's a tiara. It's so it's it's all very simple. Don't worry about how it. Is, right. How yeah. is EGM that like to like not to be a not to be a jerk, EGM writes some of the most surface level reviews of games I've ever read in my life. How are they gonna look at Pets Cop and go, You get this, right? Like you get you get you get it's all the layers of this of this transmedia like multi level like you get it right. I will say while I don't understand how that's supposed to be simple, EGM really did come through on this particular topic for me because I was that person that was like, someone please give me something surface level. Like I don't even know where I am. <laughs> yeah, that's excellent. Something to just kind of pack it and boil it down. Yeah, yeah. I mean it does. <laughs> Because that's the other thing when you say when you say Lynchian, that's the other thing that Pets Cop really does too. Is you know when you're talking about oh I had to have something on in the background, like compared to some of these other 
you know, sort of sort of ARGs where everybody's trying to figure out like, okay, is this real? What's the point of this? What's going on? Petscop goes on. Like the 24 parts of Petscop can get very long because just like sort of like a, a, a David Lynch thing. Like you think about the last season of Twin Peaks, it's like, I'll get there. <laughs> Pets Cop does a lot of I'll get there and you but have actually, to be invested you know Pets Cop kind of never does and that's that's kind of the thing like he specifically says in multiple quotes like I didn't want anyone to get there there was no there <laughs> it's very like a it's a little hipster in that regard Actually, like that kind of idea of like, I know and you don't and you'll never find out. And actually, that's one of the things that I found most interesting about it. Like, yeah, yeah. it's funny to make an ARG because, you know, by definition, what you want to do with with one of these alternate reality things is get people invested, you know, whether it's whether it's like an early like a first gen sort of Internet ARG like like Lonely Girl when you all talked about Lonely Girl where it's like, we have to figure out what's happening and if it's real and if it's really happening, we have to find these clues, we have to do this stuff. There is an end that we're all working towards sort of as a community. It's very interesting to make an ARG where you don't care if people are invested or if they're working towards the, you know what I mean? Like to make an ARG that doesn't ask people to figure it out or be invested or be one step ahead is like a really weird way to do an ARG. <laughs> it is. And it's, it's, it's all vagueness by design. It's all very confusing. Almost. I mean, for me, I, I find that I love that. It almost feels like the game is playing you intentionally working against you. Um, and, and he ended up saying here, uh, and, and I quote, there's, these are just a handful of, of some quotes about him talking about some of the vagueness. I like stuff that leaves a lot of room for the imagination. Early on, this is him speaking, I wrote a lot of stuff for a Petscop Discovery, Discovery Pages website that I was going to release with the first video, along with the developer journal. That material could have destroyed the series immediately, the implication being it's too much. It creates too much of an edge mm. around something that should be amorphous. I used that website in a later video, too small to be readable, and that was the perfect amount of detail. You can make just out, you can just make out the pictures and see how much text is there, and you're informed of a page called Your Child. That's all the information needed. I was so happy with that. That the way I thought about it was, I'm only showing a slice of things. I hope to get across the feeling like there's a lot more here, something strange and complex happening in the background, and you just aren't getting a full view of it. Which is interesting. I mean, he certainly, he certainly achieved that. Mm -hmm. Now, whether it's artistic pretension or, you know, a valid uh, expression of something else is I probably the debate, as it is with all art mediums. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are people that'll tell you that that's like, okay, good first act. Now what? <laughs> right. <laughs> and Domenico was not super cool with no one seeing it. That's the thing. He wanted everyone to know about it. It's just he didn't want to give anybody the information for his narrative that he actually based it on. So after the fourth episode was published, he posted on what was at the time a small subreddit called Creepy Gaming. And he posted under the username Pilschewitz. Uh, and the title of the post was Videos of a Mysterious Unfinished PlayStation Game from 1997 called Petscop. 
there's something hiding in it. So he baited the trap. Oh. Sage? Yeah. I noticed your I noticed your immediate facial response to Palschwitz and that are you related <laughs> to this person? <laughs> No, but like I noticed your reaction too. Like you immediately looked at me about it. No, I, I actually I didn't look at you. I was thinking something totally unrelated, but um It was just it's just I'm like, that's quite the name. Yeah. That's so, it. My immediate reaction was like, well, that's the name. It's technically supposed to be P.A. Leskowitz, but it looks like when you read it, Palshawitz. Oh my god, did I say Paul it wrong? Allen. It's technically Paul Allen Leskowitz because that's the character. Oh. Wait, have so I been Leskowitz, walking around Marvin. this whole week being like, look, I don't like this username <laughs> judging this dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's supposed to make you <gasps> feel like, oh, Paul is a real person. Paul posted this. That's what it is. Oh, it's thank not goodness. just some like, I am an edgelord. No. I've literally been marching around kind of hating this dude and I need to roll that back. <laughs> Yeah, well, speaking as, speaking uh, as one of the fifty percent uh, Jewish representation that we've got on the show, hello this week at least. Uh, I I gotta say, uh, yeah, Palschwitz definitely feels like something people would have called me in junior high, and I wouldn't have been okay. Same. With so I'm definitely a lot better with Paul Allen Leskowitz. Yep. Wow, I kind of uh, it feels like something that Anthony just called me on. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> That's what happened. I think Anthony just became my my middle school bully. <laughs> well, you just you, you grimaced at it in, in a way that like Yeah, like I grimaced a in the face. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it was just a bad <laughs> This is some really good catharsis. Let's get this out. Let's, yeah, let's yeah. talk it out wait, a little bit. This we've dude is much less of an we've solved one of the clues of the ARG. We now know that Palschowitz actually stands for Paul Allen Leskowitz. That's a we, really good point, though. I did think this guy was like, mm, I'm gonna be like an edgy, <laughs> like edgelord. That's exactly the answer. I thought he was like, I'm gonna bait the trap. I'm gonna be like a weirdo about it. And he, wow, y'all, I was not made for ARGs. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I think this is, uh, your, your instinct is right though, because when I think about most ARGs and when I think about uh, the one that I know that's the most similar to this, which would be Catastrophe Crow. Mm, we love Catastrophe Crow. Catastrophe Crow is another thing where it's like, hey, I found this development cartridge of an N64 game that, you know, I looked it up and most people didn't know the history of it. And the way Catastrophe Crow worked is it's, it's somebody who you would expect to be behind a little bit more of a traditional ARG where he's like, I hit a code in this first video, and if people find out the code, I'm going to release a second video, but I won't tell them that's what happened. And then if they figure out the math problem in this video, I will release a video on another channel. And if they find that, and that's sort of the thing that you normally think about with an ARG is like, we've all got to work together on this math. You know, <laughs> like we've got yeah. to get together on a subreddit and figure out the math. Uh, but what I like about Pets Cop is it was just, and it's something that's a lot more in the vein of the, of what Sage and I are going to talk about, which is more like, hey, I'm creating a reality here. Let's come create it together. And let's all, it's more like interact an interactive theater version of an ARG mm, yeah. more than like the solving a puzzle version, you know? That's a good way to Great. describe it. It does feel like interactive theater. 
That's a really good point. Dang. Look at that. We're all just <laughs> we're all just LARP and pets cop. <laughs> now, you going to the pets cop LARP? Gonna, I'm doing that pets cop LARP. Fireball. Yeah, Fireball. Battle of the Joshes. <laughs> um so so after that first video came out, or after after really that, that Reddit post came out. The rest was kind of history. Word of mouth kind of began to spread about this this bizarre forgotten game and a saga of confusion and disorder and madness and, and forum arguing kind of unfolded. And all and this game came under this, this the heavy weight of millions of eyeballs. When that happens, pieces of the clue of the puzzle start to start to come together. And there was a strange connection that was made to the real world and the world of the video. It's all supposed to be the real world, but viewers began to notice that the game had some very kind of disturbing true crime connections to IRL. Yeah, one of the central quotes of the game, yeah, you'll like this, Anthony, um, in that it is horrifying, and it is a kind of a bit of a mystery for that people could figure out. Um, One of the central quotes of the game was, do you remember being born? And it was inspired by the true story of Candace Newmaker and her death through rebirthing therapy. And the word Newmaker appears several times throughout the run of the show. Uh, There's also a quitter room uh, that centers on that theme. Domenico has stated that he regretted including that true crime history in the game, uh, stating that though the references were intentional, it was never meant to be a main theme of the story. It was more of small Easter eggs that he thought maybe a smaller number of people would figure out. So Candace Elizabeth Newmaker, 10 years old at the time, was killed in 2000, during a 70-minute attachment therapy session. Uh, It was reported to treat reactive attachment disorder, and the young girl was suffocated to death during a rebirthing script. The practitioners who led the script were Connell Watkins, who had no medical license, and Julie Ponder, who did not have in-state credentials. The general gist of the idea was cover the patient with blankets and recreate birth and you, you we're not gonna get into the details it's not the right form for that but you can imagine where that goes wrong and so there's this real life connection there's an element now in the game of this terrifying therapy this terribly oppressive atmosphere in the game is now made even more oppressive with the idea that you very well might be dealing with with real world uh suffocating uh, stuff against against uh people against real life people and it may be perhaps this game is connected to real true crime cases so people start going nuts wow. it would have been just a preservation novelty if it was just ps1 glitches and some artifacts but the reference to the true crime cases to the rebirthing process the fact that all of the animals have human names people start postulating and start speculating paul the narrator too to get even more netta meta not Netta. Netta is is the meta revolving fishing nets. Uh, mm-hmm. They call it the Netta. Uh, right now, small grilled nets are 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 all in vogue. Uh, you can better catch shrimp that way. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Paul, the narrator, begins to deteriorate as the let's plays continue. He's usually this very happy, cheerful guy. He's like, oh, I'm just going to tell you what I found. But by the time Pets Cop 14 comes, 
he breaks down. Like you can hear him cursing. I haven't played this game too fucking much. And it, it, he, you can hear the tension in his voice. Even more disturbingly, pieces of the footage are censored in post-editing. Like there's a big black censorship block with a statement that says, we can't explain why. We. Is there a mouse in his pocket? Because there's an awful lot of we, we, we. It huh. implies that Paul isn't alone. That someone could be compelling him. Somebody's also in the channel with him, uh, uh, manipulating the videos. Fragments of conversation with someone off screen. And the startling revelation that Paul's mother used to own the game, and her name is in the mythos itself, is actually in the game, adds this weird, cursed, haunted element. Is Paul being compelled to play by someone off screen? Or is the game itself compelling Paul to play? I Again, I watched Pets Cop when it came out, and I can tell you, as the average viewer, it's haunting, and without the knowledge of it really being fake, it all feels very real. There's this weird parallel between the idea of Paul being playing by compulsion and the viewer, like myself, watching out of compulsion. I simply can't look away. I simply, I know it, it, it can't possibly be real, but I too feel compelled to watch long after I thought I was done. It's all very interesting. I think it really elevates the ARG medium to completely new heights. There's something, there is something to being part of something like this as it's happening. I think that's, I think that's such an important part of, of an ARG is it's the feeling that we've all discovered something together and we're all figuring out as it goes along um, it sort of takes that weekly episodic TV thing that doesn't really happen anymore, but I can do it even more because <laughs> yeah. with a TV show, we know what's going on, right? There's a TV mm-hmm. show and we're trying to figure out what's happening in the fiction every week. But the thing about an ARG is like, well, are we also trying to figure out who's making it? Are we also trying to figure out where they're going with it? Are there things hidden in it? What are we all going to find out together? Um, and I think having that space in between videos and also being part of that community at the time probably would make pets cop for me even more compelling than it was and i I watched all i just thought like oh this goes on for a little while but i think if i had been in the thick of it every week like you're talking about it really would have changed it for me what was it what was it like week to week were you like reading like forums and subreddits and stuff oh yeah (laughs) i wasn't posting anything but i was reading through all the theories trying to figure out is this thing sucking this dude in? I mean, I wasn't that naive, but definitely, I don't know, man, sitting in, sitting alone from the computer screen in that call center late at night, man. I just, It felt spooky. It felt cursed. It felt like it was, as the viewer, you feel like you're part of it. You're part of, you're the next layer of the meta. You're it's watching like, somebody. It's like watching the ring tape almost. Yeah. And it's like, this is, this is like the realistic version, but like, I remember when I was in, probably late middle school, The Safe on Reddit. And for those who remember The Safe, it was this. And like, it isn't an ARG because it was just somebody who moved into a house and there was a mysterious safe in their basement. And it was everybody together every week trying to give updates. He'd be like, I tried this tool to get into it. We can't get it cracked open. We're trying all of these things and everyone's trying to like hive mind to figure out how to get into this giant old safe that was like hidden in a wall. And they opened it up and there was nothing in it. Man, there never is. It was empty. That's how you tell the difference. There was that feeling of like, 
investment and like we have to be a we're all part of this like we got to figure out what's in the safe that's how you what know if the we're in the safe and we're just trying to get out and an arg is that in an arg yeah, right? there's something in the safe in reality there's Absolutely. never anything in the safe mm. <laughs> that's true so yeah i think that was over 10 years ago sorry somebody in chat asked how long ago that was i think that would have been over 10 years ago wow everything is so much older than i always expected to be yeah, the arrow of time aging. moves ever forward. <laughs> Patricia Hernandez from uh, Kotaku, uh, sorry, pardon me. Patricia Hernandez from Kotaku wrote of the game, if this is an internet story game, then I am in awe of how elaborate it is. And in an article by Alex Barron in The New Yorker, the series was hailed as the king of creepypasta. Wow. Currently, the YouTube channel boasts 369,000 subscribers and has spawned an entire internet subculture of web sleuths and fans. Fans of the show created a 129-page Google Doc of what they knew and what they hoped to get the bottom of before they found out that there was no secret at all. Wow. That is wild. pages. And when it was finally revealed, after the final Pets Cup came out, that the videos were fictional, it only made people appreciate it even more. Sure, it's like we've talked about, it's loss of the menace, but it instead became something more. It became an art form, a master craft of the ARG medium. An entire PS1 game created and created well to take viewers to a place with no borders, into a world without order. It's frightening, <laughs> haunting. No. I wrote it so it would rhyme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was this close wow. doing the Eminem. A place with spaghetti, no borders spaghetti. and a stop. world without order. Please stop. <laughs> I beg of you. Spaghetti, spaghetti. <laughs> Do you mind 50 Cent lending me a quarter? <laughs> okay, anyway, we're done. We're done. Um, so it, it is, it's breathtaking, it's haunting. And I think entirely because it refuses to be mapped out, refuses to be plotted. I write for the show. We all write for the show every week. And we love finding these big things and putting them in a box so that we could share the box with you. But Petscop almost refuses to be to be boxed in and, and, and hewed in. It's almost as if it's actively working against you towards that end. <laughs> every time you try to, to draw an outline around it, there's some new piece that was overlooked and when you try to write that in now something else is found on the other side it's very very interesting domenico himself said quote it's not a puzzle to be solved and there's nothing that i would call a solution i like ambiguity not as a teaser or challenge but as something that stands on its own rowan and i were talking before this the show started and <laughs> and she just started asked like hey is there a byline is there like a something we can underline at the end and say this is it and there isn't. There is no definitive fan theory that reigns the king. There's none. There's no easy answers uh, to be found to the questions the game raises. It simply poses questions and lets them exist on their own. It poses uh, a world and lets it stand on its own. Just do yourself a favor. Challenge your reality a little bit and watch Petscop. It'll never be the same after. The end. Hey. Hey. I love that story so much. Yeah. 
Pets Cop is a particularly fun one. Uh, I, that That's really great. And I, I'm totally with Harry. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. It's well worth it. It's a very, very good time. Well, I guess that means it's our turn. Thank you for setting up what an ARG is. Because uh, ARGs like that allowed for something like this to exist. So, one time on the internet, the sun vanished. Well, at least it seemingly did for a Twitter user in April of 2018. And over the course of two years, a young man would update a Twitter account as his sole access to the outside world, alone in a house surrounded by strange sounds and stranger lights. This is the story of the ARG, The Sun Vanished. So on April 30th of 2018, there was this Twitter account called at the sun vanished and it posted its first tweet uh, and the first tweet was help then oh, that's all it said <laughs> okay somebody a little yeah. bit later it tweeted it's late in the morning and it's still dark outside i can hear the tornado sirens in the next county over but the weather radar is clear and then two hours later where is the sun period <laughs> Where is the sun? Uh, that's concerning in itself. And the initial tweets actually got a decent bit of traction. There was immediately people jumping in like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> At this point, there's not enough information that it might just sound like somebody needs help and they're not okay. But after that, the first video is posted. And to me, that's where this story gets particularly spicy. I'm going to go ahead and play it here. We'll put it in the podcast as well because uh, you need to be able to hear it and see it. So this was posted the first day. In response to the sudden disappearance of the sun with violent riots taking place in just about every major city, we are receiving an influx of reports of ransacking and looting from New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, Dallas, and Washington, D.C. So immediately, you have a really produced news broadcast being shot off of somebody's TV on a phone talking about the disappearance of the sun and talking about these mm -hmm. riots and talking about a, a statement made by the president about it. And yeah, it's very realistic. It has the aesthetic of news, but it's also easier to make it look like that because it's a video of a television at a far. And the video ends with this loud drone sound of some kind. And at this point, like, what I what I love about this is if you look at the replies, it's a lot of, wait, what? Like, it's a lot of, wait, what? The president didn't, what are you talking, where are you watching that? What's going on? But there's also a lot of people who are instantaneously on board. Absolutely. We are all in world and in universe in this game now. And from now on, mm -hmm. we will all only respond to TSV mm -hmm. as though we were experiencing the same thing. 
Now, I reference this a lot. I call it like the rules of no sleep because that was a subreddit that I more than frequented my entire teenage years. And the rules of no sleep are you do not debunk. You answer as if all things here are told in fact and truth. And that's the fun of it. You get to invest and be a part of the story and there's no sense in debunking, but you can ask questions and you can investigate and that's fun. Something I also think is really funny is in response to this video in particular, uh, there were people already concerned that it was a marketing move yes. of some capacity, <laughs> particularly is this Cloverfield too? Oh, and it's funny oh I believe that. I could imagine that. Yeah, kind of right? Thing. It's, it's funny to watch. So when Lonely, like a couple of weeks ago when you all talked about Lonely Girl, when Lonely Girl came out, it was a lot of, wait, what's going on? Is this real? What's happening? Is this person okay? It seems like this is weird. When I first moved to uh, San Francisco in 2010, the Jejun Institute was still going on. And if you haven't watched the documentary about the Jejun Institute, it was this fake Scientology-esque cult that was putting up flyers around San Francisco and you could make an appointment and you could go to the Jejun Institute and they were hiding things around the city. And it was like, a, it was, that's what ARGs used to be is like, wait, who's doing this and why? But we've gone so far in the internet now that everybody's like, what company is trying to sell me something now? <laughs> and you better yep. not be a company and this better not be a commercial. And I want to know that this is really happening. And I think about that all the time when I see things. I have to be that cynical sometimes when I see something and I'm like, this is just going to be an ad for something. But spoiler, this was not an ad for anything. So... They start kind of investigating what that noise is at the end of that video. He's like, it doesn't sound like any helicopter I have ever heard in my life. It doesn't sound like any drone that I have ever heard. It sounds like something entirely different. And of course, there were the few people that are like, mm, this is fake. Hey, learn to have fun. <laughs> yeah, they're like the people that were like, wait a minute, this is fake. Everybody's like, the, you'll see every response is like, Yes, obviously it's a game. Now, now be quiet. We're doing a game. We're having a right. fun right now. Back to business. And to expand upon the story from here, it spreads into multiple Twitter accounts. There's now a conversation with a Twitter account, and it's just a screenshot of a DM initially from somebody named Tucker talking about that he was experiencing this as well. Uh, he had been traveling for some time and uh, giving some kind of advice on survival in the darkness. When you looked through and typed in the name that had been DMing him, it was an already active Twitter account discussing very similar things. It wasn't a surprise. It almost felt like Tucker had been in it longer. Mm -hmm. um, but Tucker was just talking about survival, talking about missing his family, talking about where he was heading, crossing state lines because he was traveling. And this is such a clever thing because, because there is an, it had gained so much traction at that point and so many people were responding in universe that at first you don't, you don't know which accounts are connected. And that's a great way to tell a story like this is because a lot of people were tweeting, hey man, I just want you to know that I'm, I'm from here and we know that we're not supposed to go outside during these hours or oh you know you shouldn't look in the, you sh don't look in the light because if you look in the light uh they'll get you and it's like oh that was just from somebody who's playing along and that's and, so yep. cool and they would like take screenshots 
and post them. Mm -hmm. And so we're all adding to the story now. Uh, Absolutely. And those things do add to the story. He expands in photos and videos and more text-based messages that he's hearing strange noises outside. He's hearing knocking. There are videos of complete darkness and just the sound of persistent knocking. And then eventually you're able to see just a little bit of the door. Eventually that knocking becomes knocking on windows in his house. He's been told not to leave the house. He's been told to stay low and stay quiet and keep the lights off. That knocking escalates to sounding like it couldn't possibly be done with a fist. He posts a video, again, complete darkness of this knocking, and he says it is very apparent to him that somebody is hitting their head into the window. And when you hear that bonk noise, it is like, oh yeah, that's a head. <laughs> like it is just the, the clearly there's, there's a, it sounds different than a fist and that's so smart. So that's many, so cool. Yeah, there's so many good things that they do where it's it's honestly it's perfect it's a perfect low budget no budget thing right it's about a world where everything is dark it's about somebody who is on their own with what little technology they have and so all the videos are very you know they're just they're dark and you can hear stuff and occasionally you see a light and it's the best kind of like security camera footage found footage horror you know and it's so easy to buy into it and to play along with it because of how because of how realistic and low budget the entire concept is right this is a Mm -hmm. world where it's dark and people and and people are acting strange and it's the easiest thing in the world to do videos of right (laughs) it is it's simple and he does provide more things like a photo of uh, a figure standing outside of his mm-hmm. house that didn't move for 12 hours, Love. according to it. It had a very, uh, if you were around when Marble Hornets was going on, it had a very Marble Hornets feel, all of these videos, where people are just standing off in the distance in the corner of something, or you just see see things for a second as a phone moves around. And uh, mm-hmm. oh, it's just done so well. It's just done so well. So at this point, we start seeing screenshots of a text message conversation that he has made contact with a friend. This friend lives about 10, 11 hours away and his name is Danian. It appears that they are childhood best friends that moved apart from each other from context. And Danian says that it's happening. He sees it. He's checking in to see if the other is okay and says, I'm coming to you. I'm starting driving. I'm on my way. I'm going to come get you. Um, Along the way, Danian is giving updates and saying, oh God, I'm running out of gas. I'm going to have to siphon gas from somebody. I'm still eight or nine hours away. And then Danian goes radio silent. Mm. No. While in transit to come to author. Now, we don't also have the author's name. Never gives it. We do not know. Uh, We know basics of like identifies as he. And that's it. Other than that, he is just referred to as TSV. Yep, everybody, because because it's everybody talking about him. (laughs) So it's all of us trying to figure out what, and so we just say, oh, TSV. And then the other characters Mm -hmm. start saying TSV because they're all talking to each other over Twitter. Um, Mm -hmm. What starts happening at this point is really interesting. And I wonder, I want to know how much was planned and how much was just the creator's taking a break or not feeling like it anymore because characters mm-hmm. disappear for a while. You are left 
on cliffhangers. And it's wonderful to see how engaged people are with this game because if you see something on uh, TSV's timeline and then you don't see something, the next tweet you see is like two months later, that tweet from the two months before the hand, right before he goes on break, will have thousands of replies. And it's people checking mm. every day. Every day. Are you still good? Are Absolutely. you okay? Are you safe? What's going on? Um, and it's amazing to watch it play out because this thing goes on mm -hmm. for two years and everybody is hooked, hooked the entire way through. And one of the reasons why is every time there's a break, mm -hmm. when you, when things come back, there is always so much more lore. Yes. They do an amazing job of figuring out because a lot of these ARGs peter out because of things like we're talking about with Petscop, not that Petscop petered out, but I don't really want this to go anywhere or I don't know where this is going or I don't think it needs to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And that, that will always get like a cult following. But I think one of the things that made TSV so huge is every time they came back, it was like, well, it's season two. What, how do you, how do you, <laughs> how do you make this story bigger for season two? And so many clever ideas to expand this lore. And to put it in perspective of what that timeline was like, um, it would be, I mean, multiple tweets every single day. And then it starts with like a two day break, right? And he'll be like, I'm sorry, I had to, like I hid for 20 hours. Here's a photo of something that I could see. There was a flashing light, someone was in the house. I could feel that someone was there. I know I locked the door, I came down and the door was unlocked. He said, I hid for 20 hours, right? But overall, it's still pretty consistent until we get a couple more updates of these like security systems he had put in place in himself, like cans on the door, because clearly his actual security was able to be bypassed by whatever this is. These large flashing lights, these blue lights shining through the door. And finally, under a door jam, just peeking under the door, uh, footsteps walking past. So these nope, concerningly skinny, I mean, truly gr like something out of the grudge looking feet tiptoeing carefully past this door only to have a hand come in and start to reach out towards him. No! It's stopped <laughs> by honking outside. Whoa. A car horn absolutely going off. A heroic and you can goose. hear TSV. You can hear TSV <laughs> breathing heavily as this thing reaches towards the phone filming under the door. Um, and then he gets a text that Danian is here the person he had lost contact with, his friend that was coming to get him. And the next video is him running out the door to Danian's car. And that's the last update for almost two months. Whoa. Yeah. They gave us sneaky, sneaky we'll little scary feet and then peaced out. Well, and it's, yes. and no. it's good too because- that's, that's the OnlyFans way. You know, give a little feet and then you just yep. let them take a break for a mm -hmm. second. And they did say that OnlyFans was a big, was a big inspiration for this. Um, but what, what I love is in that last video, he gets into the car with Danian and it's silent. They don't say anything to each other. And then they go away for two months. Mm -hmm. But the reason that works is we have now built an alternate, this alternate reality where there's no electricity in most places or at all. Mm -hmm. There's no, you know, the cell towers are down. So when people disappear for two months, 
they've created this thing where it's like, I'm going to check in every day and make sure these people are safe. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And uh, the only thing you see in that video is on Danyan's lap is a gun. That's all you know. And now at this oh. point, to me, it's the Handmaid's Tale ending, right? She's pushed into a van at the end of the book and everybody waits for 25 years to figure out if this was a good thing or a bad thing. All you know is he gets in a car, Danyan is there and there is a gun. It could be perfectly reasonably to protect himself, right? In this apocalypse or uh, maybe OP just died, right? Yeah. Um, so about two months later, we get an update that says, you know, we've been traveling uh, and Danyan doesn't like the Twitter account. He thinks that it's dangerous. They are starting to imply that there is a force doing this and not just like any kind of natural disaster, obviously. It's starting to seem like it might be something in the realm of aliens. There is something that is, there are hovering drones or ships of some kind that they are trying to avoid. We gotta acknowledge so Danny, the, the War of the Worlds links here. Like, yeah. yeah. It's got all those really, Absolutely. really nice illusions to it. I love yeah. that. They start tracking even, and he's referenced a few times at this point, strange temperature shifts. Like, why did it just get 15 degrees warmer here? They start tracking and realizing that they're able to track to some capacity. Whatever this ship coming over is, has um, flight patterns you can detect by how warm it is. It is consistently warm where this drone has been and has continued to be. So they are looking for cold, safe places that are out of sight oh. of these things. When they're in heated areas, they keep seeing these flashing lights. There's blue lights, there's red lights, and there's a strobing white light. What they know so far is the red light seems to drive people insane. The blue light seems to kill or disfigure people greatly. It hurts them, it attacks them. And the bright white flashing lights seems to put people in some kind of trance. So in this world of darkness, where your instinct is to grab your flashlight, the thing attacking you is the only light. And they're also, Which yeah, and they're also terrible. attracted to light as well. So you have to like, you mm -hmm. have to keep it dark. Um, and a lot of these rules are figured out by the community. A lot of these decisions, mm -hmm. am I gonna get in the car with Danyan? Am I going, should I text Danyan? Should I trust Danyan? He, a mm -hmm. lot of these things are done through Twitter polls. And he yeah. unwavering. <laughs> unwaveringly will do whatever people say in the Twitter poll. So uh, there's a part where they're where they're driving uh, they're driving down the interstate and it's like, well, I've got to drive, but um, the fastest way is through the city, but the city's going to be incredibly dangerous. Uh, but it'll take much longer to go around. What should I do? And everybody's like, drive through the city. Let's see what happens. And so he does. <laughs> yeah. The audience says, drive through the city. Uh, and just <laughs> the way people are involved with this the whole time is just, it takes such wonderful advantage of Twitter mm -hmm. interaction and turns, it does. turns like limited involvement into like massive, massive implications for the story. Absolutely. And throughout the story, he's also finding like little pieces. They're going into homes to try and find rations and clean water. They're getting the idea that the water is contaminated in some capacity and weakening people's mental states. It seems to be making people lose a little bit of a sense of time. There is an occasion in which he's gone for a month and 
he uh, gives an update as if nothing happened. That never happens. Every time he's gone for even more than a few days, he's always said, ah, this happened. This is why I was gone. Mm. And people are replying. They're like, where have you been? And he's like, what are you talking about? It's only been a week. Interesting. The one thing that I, I'm, I'm, as, as he's ducking in and out of houses, this is, uh-huh. this is like a real game design moment. And I'm not, I'm not a <laughs> fan, but I understand it's the it's the fallout thing. He's finding mm-hmm. he's finding letters left behind from people, and they uh, all yeah. they all say the sort of stuff that nobody writes down. <laughs> like <laughs> like there's a picture that he puts up in in a tweet that's just like, here are the remember these rules. I've figured out, the, and it's like a, somebody's notes to themselves. Remember these. It's like it's like if somebody was in gremlins and it's like, remember, don't feed after mid, like, no, I know that. I don't need to tell myself that and write it on a post-it <laughs> note. But he writes like, Stay, don't look into the light. Uh, and then like in really big letters at the bottom of it, uh, of the note to self, it says, what is strobe with three question marks. <laughs> right. And it's just like, nobody does that, man. Come on. Right. <laughs> but this is establishing the rules in which he is now communicating he's following as he travels. There's also another moment in that same house where he finds a journal. And there are a bunch of different entries. It tells you kind of a fun side story. I really enjoyed it. It appears to be from an older man that's family had left to go and try and find shelter. And he stayed behind to like kind of protect his house. And the idea of like, I'm going to stay behind. I'm going to figure out what's going on here. I don't want to leave. And it's him potentially regretting it, not knowing, not being able to communicate with his family. He doesn't know where they are or if they were safe elsewhere. It's the thing that a lot of people you hear about doing in natural disasters. Mm, yeah. The like older person who refuses to leave their home, he utilizes that but puts it in this like paranormal supernatural setting. Uh, the last entry in that journal here says, it finally happened. I was being reckless and I looked into the light, the red light. I feel empty inside, but the sun is back. Yeah. Oh, and the, yeah, right. right. And the handwriting gets shakier as he's writing that last page. And it's like, whoa, you know, the sun is back. You'll find the grail and, it's and castle. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cheesy, but it's fun. So he's camping out with Danyan. They're finally at a cell tower. Danyan is warning him that he doesn't trust putting their entire story on Twitter. He doesn't think he should be telling people where they are. But Danyan feels that he's become this kind of beacon. It's the only thing that's really connecting people. Media and news is gone, and this is an outlet for him. He has no one else to speak to. So when Daniel leaves to go and put more gas in the car, going siphon some out of other cars, uh, he's doing kind of a casual AMA on Reddit. He's just like ask, like answering questions, giving updates. But Daniel does not come back. No, of course not. Screw it's you, Daniel. It's been over Danian. twelve hours. He's heard nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right, and and he's just gone. It's been over 12 hours. He hasn't heard from him. He's now camping alone next to a cell tower and he doesn't have a car or anywhere to go. And he has a limited number of hours of battery on his phone. What I love though is is community response to that. He had one of those Samsung S20s that had like the super battery and like the super low power mode that came out a few years ago. And so he had a screenshot. It's like, and it was like, I only have 34 hours of battery left. And that's what made everybody break out of being part of the game. Everybody was like, what fucking phone do you have where you've got 34 hours of battery, my dude? Like, what are you talking about? And it's that was the only time I saw people step out of it. Because everybody's like, 
34 hours. How? Damn. And it was a screenshot yeah. of it showing how much battery it had left. Um, so basically, he's on his own to keep traveling now at this point. He's posting photos and videos of what the city looks like. What's incredible about this is he manages to find these times to film where freeways are empty. Finding these street signs that are ripped out of the ground and knocked over. Strange, like, fog rolling in. And, like, I can just imagine being this, like, independent content creator trying to find these moments where you're just, like, always looking oh. for, like, anything that could look like a spooky, Oh, yeah. I, I bet you've got that person's friends, friends are like, you. yeah. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> yep. the stop sign in my neighborhood's fallen over. I'm going to send you a picture from the nighttime. Like, oh, yeah. Got to have exactly. good friends. Uh, eventually, he ends up getting a text message from Danian that is like, "I should, I'm so sorry. I should have been a better friend to you. Um, you know, I I wish that I could make it up to you. There are so many times that I've just missed, you know, being with you and being together and all the the laughs that we shared growing up. Um, I've gotten into some trouble. I was always in some trouble, and uh, you know, implying that somebody has him now. He believes that he is a goner, but if he isn't, he gives him coordinates. So." His mission, TSE's mission now, is just, I don't know all I have. I have no pathway. Where the hell else do I go? I guess I'll start heading towards these coordinates, but they are far as hell away. They are not something in the same city. He does not disclose exactly how far, but it is going to be weeks of yeah. commute. And that's where that, that's where that tweet that I was talking about earlier comes in, where it's like, am I driving through this city now? Am I doing this? And what I also love about the pacing of this is when TSV disappears occasionally, and mm -hmm. this is something that I that I found particularly interesting. The two other characters that have Twitter accounts, uh, Tucker and Nat, mm -hmm. um, they tend to tweet during TSV's downtime, but for whatever reason, uh. they didn't get anywhere near as many followers. It's It was mm. really fascinating. Like when you look at Tucker's followers compared to TSV, Tucker has maybe like, low five figures of followers where TSV has, you know, got like six figures. Uh, and then Nat mm -hmm. has even fewer. And I think some of the most, some of the most interesting stuff comes from Tucker yes. and Nat, Nat, especially towards the end of the story. Um, Nat's handle is the lost son news and Nat, her Twitter to separate it is screenshots of accounts from other people, DMs that she's receiving. She is gathering information from anyone oh. that she can get in contact with and telling their story. It's there are moments of herself tweeting, but for the most part, it's screenshots of DMs. And it's, it's really interesting because Nat tweets at TSV very early in this thing, and it it's a tweet that sounds like somebody who loves the game, who's trying to be included, because the tweet is mm -hmm. like, hey, I'm putting together a survival guide for people. Do you have any, mm -hmm. you know, cause we're all out here in this together. Do you have any tips for survivors? And he's like, no, not really, man. Just stay alive. Good luck with your guide. And then we don't hear from Nat for a very long time. But when we do, we find mm -hmm. that Nat's been tweeting this entire time. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> So we don't actually know, and I looked to try and find out if Tucker and Nat were official accounts, if they were actually created by the same creator as TSV. And I have no way to tell you that. There is there is no confirmation on that, whether they are fan accounts that are contributing and then he chose to like work into the story. He often later references that Tucker and Nat met up and they're mm -hmm. together and he wants to try and get to Tucker and Nat and see if they can all meet up. 
they don't know who else is alive. They don't know, he doesn't know where anyone else is. Um, but it's, it's very uncertain. But there are also things that will cross-reference. One of the screenshots from Nat's account says, I'm a Russian soldier camping on an old military base and recently killed a what we call them or demon-like. We shot a ship out of the sky in an old w, uh, in an old World War II anti-air cannon. It attacked our camp. We killed it with a T-14 Armada, an armored tank. We quickly learned uh, contact with the body equals death. You don't touch these things, whatever they are. And on some of the other accounts, um, TSV references hearing something, seeing this like kind of explosion essentially in the sky and is like, I don't know what that was. Nat's oh. account has kind of a zombie survival guide vibe to yeah. it because you're getting so many other people's so. accounts of it. And then the, all the text messages are like, it's got a very Alice is Missing vibe too. Mm -hmm. Like everybody's yeah. hanging yeah, around a table point. together. Well, and so yes, this thing all comes to the conclusion that it comes to uh, in March of 2020. Uh, but what's interesting I mean, I because here's the thing about March of 2020. Are you really going to do a story about uh, about people disappearing and society going to hell? <laughs> in an apocalypse. And an apocalypse, <laughs> like, in March of 2020. Seems like a good time to put, like, a wrap a bow on this thing, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But what's interesting is they garnered such a huge following over the two years. Um and it was a consistent following that they broke character. They broke character on the account finally and said, hey, if you like this, let's make a movie. And started, started fundraising to make a short film mm -hmm. in this universe. They did. It was a few months after the account has gone inactive and they didn't, they didn't wrap it up. In the end, it had seemed that TSV had lost his mind. He had succumbed to what he had consumed from the water and his tweets just go erratic and strange and then silent. Picking back up, they announced the Indiegogo and they have a funding goal of $500 <laughs> to fund their little short film. And I just think that is so precious. They are not asking for a lot. They have, you know, these hundreds of thousands of people involved and, and that like care about this. They were just like, oh, just $500, please, to make our short that's, film. It's the cutest that's thing. That's less on the than a dollar from every one of their five, like, like, like less than a, a penny from everyone. <laughs> like, it's, it's, they have 500,000 followers. <laughs> <laughs> it's less than a penny. Um, right. And they end the Indiegogo campaign raising around $2,000. They only run it for a very short time. 2000 That's it. $2,000. That's it. And they did it. They made a short film. And coincidentally enough, today is April 25th, um, which is just about the third year out from when this story started. And on April 30th, the short film, The Sun Vanished, will be released. Mm. They've been tweeting for the last few weeks. They have like a little production company Twitter that's not nearly as popular as The Sun Vanished Twitter because they don't want to put too much clogging it up. Um, but The Sun Vanished short film uh, premieres on the 30th. There is a trailer out right now. Uh, and they got to make yeah. their short film. And I think that that's and lovely. I, the wonderful thing about this is that based on the way they've been promoting the film or tr promoting the Indiegogo, you can tell that this was not the plan. The plan was not to make a movie. 
You know what I mean? This is not something mm -hmm. I'm doing to garner attention and make my movie. This is something where it's like, oh, we did something and it took off. It would be neat to create something else in this universe because it's not going to be about any of the characters that we know. This is a different story set during these events. Mm -hmm. um, though I have a feeling Nat's Twitter is definitely going to be involved. Um, they may they may check the TSV Twitter during the thing, but I, it's it seems like it's about two characters that we haven't met before. Um, yes. And what I here's the nice thing about it: they're clearly making the movie that they want to make. They're making it with a micro budget. This is not something like like the Marble Hornets movie, you know, where it's like, well, this is big, and we've got to do something based on it. And let's, you know, let's get a distributor and a studio behind this. Or even or even Blair Witch, when Blair Witch 2 happened. And it's like, well, Blair Witch 2 has to be like a cool, slick, perfectly produced movie. Um, this is just mm -hmm. something that's like a side effect of creating this thing that people loved. Uh, yeah. So the writer Aiden Elliott has spoken about it and said, like, I, I've been creating things on the Internet my entire life. And... This was a cool one that me and my friends had the idea to, and like my friends helped me make, and now we're making a little film. Um, so I'll definitely be watching it in five days. I'm really excited about it. It is a kind of like sweet happily ever after for it for one of these <laughs> yeah. stories. Um, but also I, I went through and I read every single tweet from the two and a half years of it uh, in the last Same. few days. And it's regardless of what you know of it, regardless of like all of the spoilers I had going into it, it is so worth a read because there is so much thought put into the videos, it. Each piece gives you something In particular, more. like if you were to just click, uh, the yeah, videos if are you were so just good. to like scroll through and click on a video here and there without really reading it, you'd be like, yeah, 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 okay. Like it's dark and it's banging and like whatever. Mm -hmm. When you're reading the feed in chronological order, even though you know how it turns out and you know that it's all fake, those videos are real good. They get they you, get man. You they really do. It's really fun. I think that there is an interesting conversation here about um, the suspension of disbelief is mm -hmm. the main thing for me. I think that like so many, like all of us here, a lot of our job relies on people investing with us in the suspension of disbelief, you know? Um, and, and allowing yourself to do that is something that wasn't created by the internet, you know, there are radio plays, right? Where you sat down and you listened and there was the War of the Worlds, right? Um, and, and those things started there, but the internet has given us this ability of like, everybody knows when it's happening and it feels like everybody in a room holds still and freezes for a minute and then goes, we're, we're doing it. <laughs> you you be, behave yourself, we're doing this. Um, and that's why I always loved ARGs, things like no sleep, things like those kind of like, Reddit rabbit holes that people will just allow themselves to disappear in for a little bit. And ones like this, they then kind of wholesome. Yeah. yeah. There's no cum box at the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that everyone jumped in together to spend disbelief. It really helped to like make this thing extra spooky. I've been I've been scrolling through as yeah. we, as mm -hmm. we, you talked. I'm like, well, I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good list. time. I and highly I like recommend that ARGs it. have turned. It really, it really talks about a shift in internet culture and a shift in culture in general. Where early ARGs were very much like, "We gonna fool you. 
we gonna fool you? Can uh-huh. you figure it out? We gonna fool you? And now, mm-hmm. and then it moved into like this very um, <clears throat> sort of cynical, I'm being marketed to phase. And now the only yeah. way that this works is if, hey, this is a fun thing we're all doing together. Do you wanna come and do the fun thing? And I think that's such right. a wonderful place for ARGs to be now, you know? Yeah, it is. It's it's immersive theater. It's virtual immersive theater. It's so interesting watching Petscop. It hit a point for me where I was like, I don't know enough and I'm not in real time. And so I am no longer compelled. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. scrolling back through The Sun Vanished, I'm like, I don't know enough, but I'm not in real time and I'm in. And yeah, <laughs> it's it's so interesting seeing the use of two very different kinds of media, both on the internet yeah. and well, how that affected well, it. Well, it's like too. y'all were saying, we're like, Pets Cop was the creator wanted sort of confusion and abstraction and a little bit of um, a little bit of ambiguity. Whereas, like, I think mm-hmm. I think when Aiden was starting to write, the sun vanished. It was just sort of like, no, there's, I want this to be like a horror movie where we're all experiencing it together and we'll all find it out together, you know? And I think that's two very different kinds of, of things. They're both valid, but I can see where one works a little bit better in retrospect than the other, you know? Yeah. Once the mystery, if a thing is about finding the answers and solving the mystery, once that's solved, that kind of like takes the air out of the room, um, Whereas something like this is just like, hey, this is a spooky story that we're going to tell around the fire. Tell it again. Mm-hmm. Tell it again. It's so spooky, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to know from everybody uh, if you would jump into our Discord and tell us if there are other fun ARGs because, like, I'm in. I'm all in. I read so many this week in preparation for this, too. Um, we almost talked about the Gumby fan blog. You might have seen us accidentally promote that we were going to mm-hmm. talk about that. And then we got into this and we just, we had to. So... Uh, If you're not in the Discord, join the Discord and leave us some stories, some links, some things that you enjoy, uh, because we would love to get to experience these with you as well. Tell us some of your favorites. And hey, let's go around and remind you, everybody who's been here today, starting with our lovely guest that tapped in tonight for Bijan. Start us off. Hi, I'm Anthony, and you can find me everywhere on the internet at A Carboni, except for here on Twitch, where I am at Anthony Carboni. Twitch, you cowards, it's mine. Give it back to me. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning, (laughs) you can find me and Sage doing the news together right here on this very channel. Happens at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, Part of the ARG is figure out what time that is where you are. Can you solve our mystery? If you can, you get to show up and watch the show. And then every Friday, uh, you can see me, or you can hear me, rather. Uh, You got to pay to see me. That's a Patreon thing. Uh, That's uh, on We Have Concerns, which is my science comedy podcast with Jeff Kanata. That's wehaveconcerns.com. Yay! Check it all out. Uh, And hi, I'm Sage Ryan. You can find me everywhere on the internet at NotSage. I am here on this channel all the damn time playing D&D, talking about the news, and talking about internet history. You can also find me on my Twitch channel or on the Smosh Games channel at least every Monday, but most of the time, most days. You can also find me on the D&D YouTube and Twitch channel. I'm all over the place, basically. And uh, thank you for watching them. <laughs> Nailed it. Hey, I'm Rowan. You can find me everywhere on the internet at the Rowan Hall. And I am also one of the co-hosts of a podcast. It's called Willing and Fable. 
We cover mythology and history and stories from around the world. And it's super feminist. And coming up, it's going to be super queer. So join us on Tuesdays if you want to hear some new episodes. Hell yeah. And with Sage being uh, all over the place, literally, I am metaphorically all over the place. Um, Hi, my name is Harry Horror with The Harry Horror Show here on Twitch. I tell true crime stories uh, from a narrative perspective explore the paranormal and debunk conspiracy theories weeknights 9 p.m eastern uh 6 p.m pacific um and anytime there's a lost salt shaker to be found here in margaritaville um and i'm also on twitter and instagram and all he's other at places, big so. dog he's at big dog shirt <laughs> oh my god we don't even know what that account is visit <laughs> www.bigdogarg.com to participate and answer the age-old question, who let the dogs out? <laughs> anyway, thank you. Thank you for watching or listening to another episode of One Time on the Internet. We do this show live on Twitch every single Sunday, and the podcast goes to the patrons first. So if you want to support us, you want to get early access to the podcast, then uh, join us on Patreon. We have a bunch of uh, fun stuff over there. And uh, don't forget to maybe, if you like podcasts, Leave us a review. Hmm. That'd be cool. If, uh, we get a, we put all of them. In a, we put a screenshot of each one of them in our private group chat. Mm-hmm. We all celebrate. It's it's very wholesome behind the scenes. We all get to have a moment where we go, oh, someone liked it. Um, so, you know, if you want that to happen behind the scenes, <laughs> leave a review on Apple Podcasts or something like that. That'd be cool of you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your evening. Uh, that's it. We'll Promo see you next code AirBud on BigDogs.com for 25% off. Oh my God. Big Dogs Whoop. <laughs>